laser goal from the near side circle, and the Wolverines take a one and nothing lead off the rocket, off the stick of Jeff Campbellini. I always like to quote Tom Goldtooth. He's a Navajo man who says that, you know, change will come when the white men in this society realize that chemicals in the environment are causing their testicles to shrink. You know, the money's going to yes. flow like water to the environmental <laughs> movement. You know, and that's true. Are you looking for solutions? I'm Sharmi Golson, and I've got them. Thursdays at 6 p.m. on Renegade Solutions, right here on 88.3 FM, Radio Free Ann Arbor, WCBN. It's a little after 6.30 p.m. You are listening to WCBM Ann Arbor, and welcome to another edition of Gray Matters, the weekly news and media talk show. My name is Dick Whaley, and I didn't get to my answering machine, so I'm a little unsure if Jim's coming, but I also noticed there was some traffic snarl on Packard inbound, so he might just actually be caught in the uh, temporary construction zone over near uh, Packard. Hill and Thompson, that area. So uh, that's an updated traffic update for you right here, live on the radio. Avoid inbound Packard if you're coming into the downtown area. Uh, interesting uh, primary results, obviously. I was going to talk a little bit about this just because uh, primary season is over and the general election is officially upon us with time ticking away on the Democrats. However, uh, I wanted to uh, actually do some number crunching uh, for the public here because I think the uh, mainstream media, as usual, is uh, clueless about what's actually going on. First of all, nobody's going to know what's, uh, what's going to happen uh, in these uh, upcoming elections. On paper, it would appear that the Republicans are going to make rather large gains, the Democrats are going to lose control of the House and probably several Senate seats. And everybody will be talking about the Tea Party. And maybe they should, because uh, the Tea Party is actually going to cause the Republican Party uh, the main problems, not uh, the other way around. First of all, uh, for the t I'd like to point out, factually, that the Tea Party has won some scrimmages but very few games. 
in the one national election that we've had this year that was basically a special election to uh, replace a congressman uh, in uh, upstate New York uh, who joined the Obama administration as some sort of an official. I forget his name. But anyway, the Republicans had held this seat uh, since the 19th century. And uh, the Tea Party injected themselves into the primary there, and the Democrats actually won the seat. It's called New York 23. That was a loss. And thus far, they have successfully defeated, by my account, two incumbents. One senator named Robert Bennett and Bob Inglis, a representative from South Carolina. Lisa Murkowski has decided to run as a write-in campaign uh, for her Senate seat in Alaska. So uh, Joe Miller has not won that seat yet. So that's going to be a three-way race, and we'll see what happens. So other than the fact that they picked up uh, Bob Bennett's Senate seat, the Tea Party essentially has six candidates running in six different states in which the Republicans control three of those states and the Democrats control three of those states. So even if the Tea Party runs the table and wins all six elections, they only gain three seats total. And that assumes that Rubio wins in Florida in a three-way race, which is too complicated to analyze at this point. And then, of course, we have... Ms. O'Donnell in Delaware pulling uh, what seems to be a big upset. Of course, we're beginning to learn more and more about the actual Tea Party and who they are and what they actually represent. They seem to actually be the unelected who are leading the uninformed into the unknown because they haven't really controlled any. Uh, they don't really have an agenda to solve any of America's actual problems. They're just angry, screaming. Um, think of uh, Network, the infamous, uh, really uh, entertaining movie from the 1970s. Uh, the angry newscaster. I'm mad as hell and I'm not going to take this anymore. So they have uh, three seats, and you can draw a line a latitudinal line from Delaware to Nevada. This is where the election is going to be won or lost. And who's going to win the election and what's going to exactly happen is anybody's guess. But as far as I'm concerned, if Rand Paul wins in Kentucky, which is in that sort of Mason-Dixon line, plus or minus 300 miles, this is where the races actually are. Ohio, Indiana, Kentucky, North Carolina, Delaware, Nevada, Colorado. This is where Missouri, these are the toss-up races. And, of course, Missouri and Ohio are always the two closest states nationally, both in presidential elections and in congressional elections. Those are the two real swing states. And there are a lot of purple states in this region. But let's assume that Rand Paul wins in Kentucky. He's just one nutcase replacing another nutcase, Jim Bunning, uh, who used to pitch for the Detroit Tigers and has had a couple of... Uh, Major meltdowns this year. At one point, he obstructed uh, the extension of unemployment benefits for quite some time. 
Now, a couple of weeks ago, the New Yorker magazine, an article by Jane Meyer, exposed that the Koch brothers have been funding the Tea Party uh, big time. So when I say the unelected are leading the uninformed into the unknown, I'm talking about the Koch brothers, Sal Russo, Newt Gingrich, and Dick Armey. They've created a kind of uh, fictitious so-called grassroots movement that the major, uh, the mainstream media is reporting all the time. How interesting that Sarah Palin said, oh, you just have to get your message out over Fox Television Network, which, of course, is a uh, sort of a echo chamber for what the, what the Tea Party is uh, representing. And, of course, in yesterday's New York Times, the Sunday edition, there's a front-page story about Sal Russo, fascinating fellow, Turns out he's 63, and I'm quoting from an investigative article here by Janie Lorber and Eric Lipton. And uh, we really now know why Christine O'Donnell won. Let's remember, she only got 30,000 votes. I haven't checked my uh, 2008 numbers from Ann Arbor, but I would uh, suggest that uh, the 30,000 votes she got... Uh, represents a lower total than the total number of votes that were cast here in just the city of Ann Arbor in the presidential election. Maybe in our uh, quest for making America more democratic, we should ask ourselves why the state of Delaware gets two Senate seats and Ann Arbor gets zero. Um, But anyway, in their article they write in the days leading up to the Delaware primary, Sal Russo hosted a radio fundraiser organized and organized a political rally and pressed the case with reporters that Christine O'Donnell was the Tea Party's choice for the United States Senate. He also set off what he calls a money bomb, pouring at least $250,000 into television and other advertisements promoting the little-known candidate. Turns out that he's a 63-year-old uh, individual, a longtime Republican operative who got his start as an aide to Ronald Reagan and later raised money and managed media strategy for a string of other politicians, including George Pataki of New York. Mr. Russo's group, based in California, is now the single largest independent supporter of the Tea Party candidates, raising more than $5.2 million in donations since January of, 2000, of uh, 2009, according to federal records. But at least $3 million of that total has since been paid to Mr. Russo's political consulting firm or to uh, one controlled by his wife. In other words, half the money that he's actually raised, he's just simply lining his own pockets. And what's fascinating, of course, is it emerges that... Uh, Grassroots activists that are contributing to his uh, so-called uh, political action uh, organization, uh, and uh, part of, and he's part of the so-called Tea Party Express, are unfortunately giving their hard-earned money to Sal Russo and his wife. Uh, I don't know whether this is legal, but it seems like some of Christine O'Donnell's fundraising activities in Delaware sort of resembled this. She apparently has cached uh, campaign donations for personal use 
not here and there, but uh, fairly extensively, including apparently paying off her college loans and uh, loaning her house to her, quote, boyfriend. She, of course, made a splashy appearance in the national uh, media several years ago as part of an organization called SALT. And without uh, going into the gory details of SALT and what they uh, represented, it was kind of fascinating to discover that her big uh, crusade back in the early 90s was masturbation. (laughs) Um, And uh, her comments about it were remarkable. Uh, She basically has the charm of a hooker with the expertise of an amateur. And without going into her comments, one can only conclude that SALT must have actually stood for not uh, strategic arms limitations treaties, as they were known in the 1970s, SALT one, SALT two. But strategies against lewd touching. This is her expertise. Now, whether she wins, we don't know. Uh, That's why we play the games, as they say in sports. And there are many upsets. Appalachian State uh, can verify that from 2007, uh, having beat the University of Michigan here in lovely Ann Arbor. Um, People were crying and moaning that day. Uh, I sort of got a chuckle out of it, even though I am a diehard Wolverine fan. I didn't regard it as the end of the world. Uh, Good for Appalachia State. Sometimes an upset is needed every now and then to wake some people up. Now, in many of these other races, as I said, in Kentucky, I don't really care if Rand Paul, who, by the way, is a celebrity. He's the son of Ron Paul. And uh, he's a bit of a celebrity, and he's made all sorts of idiotic comments. But even if he wins, uh, he's just replacing another idiot, Jim Bunning. And, of course, the most troubling thing about the Tea Party candidates from Delaware, Kentucky, Colorado, Nevada, and Alaska, while uh, there's been a big debate about whether or not they've emphasized the social issues or where they stand, it is fascinating to discover that um, they all oppose abortion in all cases, including cases of rape and incest. And while Christine O'Donnell... uh, was an expert on masturbation uh, many years ago. Her advocacy seemed on the air to actually be premarital sex. So it's, uh, it's rather strange stuff. But uh, at least it's amusing. Well, the problem, of course, is, as I say, even if they run the table, they only pick up three seats. And depending on what happens in other states, uh, control of the Senate is uncertain. Now, there's a front-page story in today's New York Times about the uh, strategies that the Obama administration is contemplating to deal with the Tea Party. My own advice, uh, if he's listening, (laughs) is to simply uh, nationalize the campaign in blue and purple states and stay out of the blue dog congressional districts where Democrats, in some cases, who opposed, for instance, the health care, Legislation can be uh, left to their own devices, and we'll see what happens. It's quite interesting that the uh, media never focused on the gubernatorial race here in the state of Michigan. Uh, This was held in early August. There was a Tea Party candidate from Oakland County 
uh, Sheriff Borchard, and uh, he got about 10% of the vote. Peter Hoekstra, at the last second, tried to join the Tea Party Express. He joined a House caucus of 28 Republicans, the most famous probably being Michelle Bachman, uh, not to be confused with the rock group Bachman-Turner Overdrive, but she's that uh, kind of scary-looking woman with uh, lots of makeup who appears on television screaming at the top of her lungs as as a leading uh, advocate for the Tea Party Express. Uh, she represents a suburban district of Minnesota, and uh, she barely won re-election last time. I'm just curious. It would be very interesting to see what happens in this particular uh, race, because I assume she actually represents a toss-up district, and uh, maybe they've had enough of her up there. We'll see. In any event, Pete Hoekstra decided to join the House Congressional Tea Party Caucus at the last second, and it didn't do him any good. Uh, the right to life here in the state of Michigan? Well, they had uh, early on endorsed uh, Attorney General Mike Cox, and none of them won. In fact, it's interesting that the guy who won is Rick Snyder from Ann Arbor. Now, his claim to fame, of course, is that he was a CEO. He has sort of entrepreneurial vague ideas about what to do, but he carefully avoided all of the Tea Party events and debates. That's why he won. And, of course, it helped that he spent $6 million. So what the media is not reporting is the massive quantities of money that are being dumped into these races, including Alaska, because the Tea Party Express did the same thing uh, to uh, pull the upset of uh, Joe Miller over Lisa Murkowski, Murkowski, over the past week, announced she's going to run in as a write-in candidate. Wow, that should be a very interesting race. Murkowski, of course, represents a political dynasty family in Alaska, rather analogous to Robert Bennett in Utah, who was defeated, not in a primary where people actually voted, but in a party convention in which the activists decided that Robert Bennett wasn't conservative enough. Check out his voting record. It's 100% with the uh, conservative action uh, committees that, uh, that you, you can read about in the Almanac. Very conservative man, but a professional, courtly. If you watch him on C-SPAN, he asks good questions uh, when Congress is investigating uh, matters of public interest. And, of course, he was on the banking committee. He voted for the TARP uh, legislation. And he voted for the TARP legislation because he's defended his vote. This is, of course, what drew the ire of the activists in Utah, the most Republican state in the country. Uh, the prerequisite to represent Utah in Congress should pretty much have to be a Mormon. Uh, Utah is 80% Mormon. And uh, it's interesting that Harry Reid is a Mormon as a Democrat who represents, he's the, he's the majority leader, who represents Nevada. The Mormons have a little sort of three-state power uh, area, Idaho, Nevada, and Utah. Two of these states are two of the most Republican in America. And Nevada, over time, has become a purple state, sort of a toss-up. 
And they have a Cong- they have a senator named Ensign, John Ensign, who's, of course, in huge political trouble uh, due to both a sex scandal and a financial scandal. And he, guess what? He has to run for re-election in 2012. So he may not be long for this world. So it'll be very interesting to see what happens over the next couple of weeks here in terms of how the Democratic Party regroups and organizes its strategy and how the Republicans deal with the clear uh, sort of bifurcation of their party. Uh, Christine O'Donnell, of course, will give her a brain damage award uh, for running sort of... uh, vague suggestions in her advertising that uh, she seems to have gotten from outside groups. I mentioned uh, Alaska being another state where the Tea Party Express dumped a lot of money into the campaign. Lisa Murkowski, of course, uh, pretty pretty conservative as a Republican, but she was pro-choice. So I'd like to remind voters once again and listeners out there, with the, and I'm not, I'm not too sure what Rubio's position on uh, abortion is, but I know for a fact that the five candidates who are being called Tea Party uh, people from Delaware, Kentucky, Colorado, Nevada, and Alaska are all opposed to uh, abortion, even in cases of rape and incest. Now, I didn't mention Colorado. Colorado, very uh, another interesting state, because you have a appointed Democratic um, sitting senator named Bennett, running against Ken Buck, uh, who was the Tea Party uh, candidate in that primary. And it's interesting how these late primaries broke the way of the Tea Party. I was doing kind of a quick analysis of the the sort of the dominant stories over the summer, because you always have to pay attention to the strangeness of American political discourse during the summer months when nobody's paying attention. Fascinating that they had a poll last week about the Tea Party, and 49% of Americans had no opinion about them, which I find alarming, uh, which is why I continue to assert that the unelected are leading the uninformed uh, into the unknown. Uh, But, of course, the dominant story over the summer was the oil spill uh, in the Gulf uh, and all of the... uh, consequences, environmental and economic, that it uh, caused. We have further immigration brouhaha's where uh, the sitting governor of uh, Arizona, Jan Brewer, uh, claimed that there were headless corpses somewhere in the desert of Arizona, but when I asked to produce a single one, she couldn't do so. Then she had a meltdown in a debate. And uh, incidentally, just real quickly... Notice the Tea Party candidate in Arizona running against John McCain didn't win. They didn't win in uh, Illinois either. Uh, Pat Toomey in Pennsylvania ran unopposed, as did Robert Portman in, uh, in Ohio. And it's rather remarkable that you read that in polls, Bob Portman is uh, winning the race so far. He's ahead in the race. This is a guy that represented... George Bush, you know, he was, he's main, his main career has been a congressman. Uh, but uh, throughout the, uh, the decade of the 2000s, he represented George Bush, Bush both as a trade representative and as the budget director. And I find his qualifications to be uh, running for Congress to be remarkable uh, because uh, the trade policies of the Bush administration and the budget policies 
of the Bush administration are remarkably um, bankrupt. That's why the country is bankrupt. You get a sense of how negative uh, the news is when you see a story. It was reported today, by the way, the biggest story today that was sort of the lead story in most of the news broadcasts were that the uh, National Economic Bureau of Research that determines when recessions start and begin uh, declared that the recession ended um, a year ago. And it's interesting that I was checking this out. Uh, this is from Friday, October 30th of last year, 2009. Front page story. Economy grew 3.5% in quarter. Worries linger. Consumers waiting for rebound in housing and job markets. Well, the waiting is going to continue because the housing market is uh, continues to be a complete mess. And, of course, 25% uh, of the jobs in manufacturing disappeared during the presidency of George Bush. Uh, Rob Portman, uh, representing the Republican Party in Ohio, really has a lot to answer for. But I doubt he's uh, answering many questions because one of the new strategies of the GOP is to simply avoid the media and Twitter and tweet and appear on Fox News Network. Now, Newt Gingrich uh, is always good for a laugh or two. Um, I saw him, ironically, uh, I saw him on um, Greta Van Susteren's show the other night. I had just finished watching The Usual Suspects, I think one of the best uh, movies uh, that's come out over the last 20 years in terms of its uh, the quality of the script and uh, the infamous Kaiser Soze. And I always uh, have been thinking about Kaiser Soze in, in the context of the American political uh, situation at the moment. Who is Kaiser Soze? Well, he turns out to be Newt Gingrich, Dick Army, the Koch brothers, and Sal Russo. Uh, Newt Gingrich, of course, had this very bizarre comment a couple weeks ago where he, uh, on his uh, website, is uh, quoted as saying, what if Obama is so outside our comprehension that only if you understand Kenyan anti-colonial behavior can you begin to piece together his actions? This is the most accurate predictive model for his behavior. This, of course, drew a huge uh, amount of controversy, and Gingrich was asked to defend and explain this comment by Greta Van Susteren, who was trying to put on her objective hat. And, of course, Newt Gingrich avoided the, the question completely, pretty much. But he did go on to assert a remarkable thing. He said that the Democrats have essentially been running America since 1932. And I thought to myself, wait a minute, I, I thought Eisenhower was president for eight years. I thought Reagan was president for eight years. I thought there were two guys named Bush that were president for, for 12 years. The Republicans ran the Congress for uh, 12 years in the late 40s and early 50s. I seem to remember a guy named Joe McCarthy was one of their uh, leaders uh, during the rudderless Eisenhower administration. And it's interesting to note 
Just finished a book called uh, Every, The Year Everything Changed, 1959, by Fred Kaplan. It's a very interesting read if you're into music and culture, because it talks, it goes into the details. It goes into transistors, Sputnik, and some scientific stuff regarding technology. But it goes into some fascinating cultural uh, figures, you know, the Beat Generation poets and the... Um, Lenny Bruce, the comics, uh, the uh, jazz musicians, Miles Davis, John Coltrane, etc. Real interesting book, a quick read. But in the uh, very first chapter, uh, it's interesting, when Eisenhower was exceedingly popular uh, in 1958, the uh, Republican Party lost a record of 16 Senate seats in the uh, midterm 58 elections and 48 House seats turning the Democrats' slight edge, which they had picked up just two years earlier, into an indomitable majority for the subsequent two decades. So, indeed, the Democrats did control Congress back when they had uh, things called Southern Democrats. That gives you an idea of how uh, inaccurate uh, Newt Gingrich's characterization of history can be and uh, why we always have to question um, his comments, uh, because... uh, this, this, this remark about uh, Kenya was, was very strange, but I put it in the context of thinking about the events over the summer. The oil spill dominated. We had the, the immigration uh, brouhaha. We had the uh, charade business, you know, the, 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 uh, the fake uh, um, partial video that was uh, promulgated by a, a uh, right-wing hater named Andrew Breitbart. Uh, we had Vacation Gate about uh, Michelle Obama uh, with uh, Michelle Malkin, of all people, screaming about the fact that the Obamas were vacationing in Maine. <laughs> and, of course, we had the Ground Zero Mosque controversy uh, that, of course, has uh, not gone away and uh, remains with us as we speak. Interesting to note uh, from uh, Sunday's uh, AnnArbor.com, this uh, headline, Elections Could Threaten States' Film Incentives, Wall Street Journal says, by Nathan Bomey. Um, They talk about how the uh, upcoming elections could uh, end this uh, tax subsidy uh, here in the state of Michigan for... (laughs) for the the films that have been produced, and it states that film companies created some uh, 6,763 production jobs and some 4,000 jobs for extras, uh, the Detroit uh, Free Press reported last month. Now, these are fascinating jobs that have been created, but uh, they are jobs. And uh, it's interesting when the Wall Street Journal pipes in on something as... uh, illuminating as film production here in the state of Michigan, which, of course, uh, we hope continues. Just wanted to remind you that you are listening to WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. I guess we are officially out of time down here on Gray Matters, so do stay tuned. I'd like to thank Andrew for engineering this evening and draw a line between Delaware and Nevada plus or minus 300 miles north and south, the so-called Mason-Dixon line, so to speak, and uh, that's where the election will be determined. Good night, and stay tuned. Yazoo City Calling coming up next right here on this fine station.